Are you ready for the end of the world? Oh, we were talking about measles, so. <laughs> <Just> yeah. <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> the, the end of the world as we know it. Yes, through epidemics. <laughs> this is Your Community Spirit, show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Hey, wait, we have to delay. We're two minutes early. Oh, we are two minutes early, so let's see. We could talk about, <laughs> we could talk about light on the law for two minutes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what we know about Bonnie and Clyde. Well, we heard what we heard plenty from Bonnie and Clyde from the last show, but they know more than I do, and they were there. <laughs> well, I was going to have you play Love Behind the Barricades, but I forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah. Because it's like the love season, right? Yeah, that would have been a good one for today. I don't think I even have it with me, actually. So We could probably find it online sometime during the show if we remember. <laughs> it's like, what is it? Um, I've been I've been single for a while, and I'm, I think it's working out. Hmm. I think I think I'm the one. <laughs> yeah, you're just the one. Like, yeah. You found the I one really love myself. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I didn't read it because I'm not single, but I saw an article online that was like, you know, the ten best things about being single. It's uh, just like <laughs> there's good things about it. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of family, circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up. And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit. On your community radio. And we're part of the community. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And um, should we talk right? I've, I've got this great article about Valentine's Day. Um, Valentine's Day, well, I mean, was there ever a holiday like it before Hallmark started it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's a there's a couple origins of Valentine's Day. It's it's a complex holiday. So, um, the interesting thing though is the average American spends about seventy five dollars on Valentine's Day. <laughs> wow. Well, to be specific, seventy three dollars and seventy five cents. I'm not the average American. <laughs> yeah. So, which is eighteen point six billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well, you add that up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, um. Can you figure out a way to, you know, make Valentine's Day special without costing a lot? Yeah, and that'd I be get good. This, I get this newsletter every month called uh, The Dollar Stretcher, Living Better for Less. Yeah. And they have a great article in here. Pop culture wants you to judge your mate's devotion based on how much they spend, and you have an unfrugal accident waiting to happen. Let's see if we can't give you a couple of different ideas. That will move you beyond the typical card, dozen roses and chocolate in a heart-shaped box. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not what you do, but where you do it. A picnic basket can be romantic, but if you take it to a moonlit hideaway, you'll have romantic times too. <laughs> and if you visit a spot from your dating days, ooh, la 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 la. <laughs> Doesn't say that, but I... Yeah. <laughs> It's a matter of being creative. You want to actually produce an evening of memories, right? Assemble a scrapbook of pictures of good times you've shared. Do people do still do mixtapes? I don't know. I might, maybe they do like mix, mix CDs. Mi mix CDs, mix MP3s, <laughs> a playlist. Yeah. Well, I always tell people if they ever want to get me a present, get me a CD of songs that are good for driving. Because I drive so much for my business. Because yeah. I install solar in eight states. So I'm driving a lot. 
and there's a lot of areas I drive through that um, I can't use my um, internet on my phone to actually listen to DBX, for example. There are rural areas that, hey, don't have <laughs> cellular internet. Hey, no internet. <laughs> so usually I just listen to DBX, but um, assemble a mixtape or video. Plan a one-day vacation at home. <laughs> How often do you just stay at home, right? Yeah. Um, an example of a one-day vacation is, have you ever wanted to go to an exotic place? <laughs> yeah. Like Hawaii, for example. Yeah, Hawaii, well, different countries. <laughs> you know, get some Hawaiian music, um, cook some Hawaiian dishes, you know, have a luau at your house, right? Yeah. And just, and just generally enjoy it. There's a bunch more of these, but how about this one? Pretend you have money. <laughs> I do that every day. <laughs> can be very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> so window shop with your Valentine, or if you don't want to go out in public, you can shop online. Yeah. Just, you know, spend <clears throat> an hour or so thinking about the things you might want to buy with each other if you had, I don't know money yeah oh there's another song you could do if i had a million dollars if i had a million dollars now of course the main thing is you're going for quality not quantity yeah so don't buy a dozen roses buy one really nice one don't buy a big box of chocolate buy some local handmade chocolates mm -hmm. yeah you know so there you go there's a whole bunch of them but now i think the best one is don't do it on Valentine's Day. <laughs> then there's no stress at all. Yeah. It's pressure. Do it today. It's <laughs> Friday the 13th. Make today Valentine's Day. Yeah. Turn, turn it, it into a good luck day. Yeah. Turn it into a lucky day. <laughs> Just like. Today could be your lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Uh, I suppose you need to get into the news. Yeah. We could, well, that was some news for Valentine's Day. I think that was good news. Uh, it's that's thoughtful. Now, I wanted to tell our listeners that I actually love them. They still listen to us. <laughs> yeah. And I want to give them a present. I brought two bumper stickers. One of them says, the good news is the oil companies don't own the sun and the wind. Mm -hmm. And the other one, it's a bumper sticker. Back off, I'm saving fuel. <laughs> yeah. And I will leave these on the desk in the lobby here. And there's, there's a good 30 of them probably here. Yeah. So, Everybody who shows up and gets one will probably get one. So, yeah. so that's could, a little love note. Yeah. You could take one for yourself or you could get it as a gift for your Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you've got the right Valentine, you know, they'll love it. It'll be so such a personalized gift. <laughs> All right. So just so, don't put it on the car. You yeah. might not want it on the car. Yeah. You got to ask consent first, you know. <laughs> so here's in, another fossil fuel related news. Thousands rally in Oakland to call for an end to fracking. Despite early signs of rain, thousands of people converged in Oakland on Saturday in what organizers are billing as the largest anti-fracking demonstration in U.S. history. It says early signs of rain. It's California. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, I mean, someone posted on the, that they were complaining it was 86 degrees there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, aw, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> You've got big problems there. <laughs> but, but yeah. Things do stop when it rains in California. Cause yeah. They actually had a long drought, and recently it did rain a little it bit. It rained a little bit, but they're still on the lookout for the All rain. Right. So, yeah, the March for Real Climate Leadership was organized by more than 100 environmental, health, and labor groups across the state. Whoa, people 
that's kind of hard to get a bunch of, you know, <laughs> yeah, any groups, but, you know. Sometimes it's hard to get a dozen groups together. Like more than 100 environmental yeah. health and labor groups. Yeah. So it was groups like, big. some of the big groups were like 350.org, Greenpeace, Food and Water Watch, and, uh, you know, smaller local groups, too, supporting the grassroots. Uh, organizers chose to hold the events where the in the city where Governor Brown served two terms as mayor to symbolize the urgency of their call to action. So it's like, hey, your hometown is being affected by the, uh, this issue, so please take action on it. Environmental groups to California governor. Climate leaders don't frack. Days after possibly the largest anti-fracking protest in history, environmentalists delivered a petition to California Governor Jerry Brown demanding a ban on the controversial practice. The petition, which contained 184,000 signatures, was delivered Monday by a coalition of environmental progress groups. I like that. Progress groups. <laughs> yeah, progress groups. Because, I mean, there's environmental groups that, you know, just basically want to keep things as they are, right? Yeah. I mean, it just, like, basically preserve things but don't change things. Yeah. Okay, that's a new one. But these groups want change. Yeah, so. How about this one? Reality Check. <laughs> I like that, the name of that group. Yeah. Forecast the Facts. Yeah, I've heard of that one. It's about, like, you know, truth in, uh, like... I think that's the one related to weather forecasters, like, you know, saying that's, that you should pay attention to climatologists, you know, because people don't understand the, the difference between meteorology and climatology. So they're like, if we are going to talk about climatology, we're going to focus on the facts. <laughs> Just the facts, Jack. Yeah. Quote, Governor Brown has painted a bold vision to make California a global leader on climate change. But he has made zero mention of, of the extremes of fracking or made any substantial attempt to address it. The Courage Campaign's Tim Molina said in a statement to the Huffington Post, We met with Governor Brown to urge him to follow the lead of New York Governor Cuomo and acknowledge the real threat that fracking poses to the health and safety of our communities and implement a statewide ban on fracking, end quote. Yeah. I mean, New York has set a precedent on that, so California could follow that precedent. Well, I mean, there is, you know, cities in California have banned it. Yeah. You know which was the first city? <laughs> which one? Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Of course, <laughs> they don't want anything. Yeah. Like, they don't want anything polluting their water, and they've got the money to fight it. <laughs> yep. So, on, so Beverly Hills became the first city in California to ban it. New York became the first state to do so when it announced the ban in December, following a six-year moratorium on the practice. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like New York State is kind of like Illinois flipped upside down. I mean, <laughs> it's like you know we have Chicago to the north, they have New York City to the south, but the rest of the state is very rural. Yeah, you know, and they deal with issues sometimes too, like we deal with here, where like because New York City is such a powerhouse, the people in upstate New York, I mean, they've got a little more money than the people in uh, southern Illinois do, but there's still a tension between the the rural and the urban there. And we deal with that here in Illinois, too, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah. So, climate leaders don't frack. Yeah, that's that a good be, quote. Th th I think we should make a bumper sticker. Yeah. I like that one because, I mean, number one, like, climate leaders shouldn't be uh, adopting technologies that's threaten to poison the communities they live in. Like, Oh, yeah, there's that, too. Even if you thought it was a good idea for the climate, it's not something you should be. Well, it doesn't just poison the planet. It poisons the t community directly right there. Yeah. 
But then also there have been studies recently showing about how methane leaks and such contribute to climate change. So it's being presented as a climate solution, but it may not, in fact, be a solution to the climate. Is this the actual comic we're going to talk about next? Yeah. You actually have a copy of it? Oh, yeah. I heard about this because one of my friends saw it and gave it to you me. You get it. There's, there's a digital edition. Too. Yeah. I've got the digital edition. It's a Marvel comic. It's Deadpool. Uh, some of our listeners may be familiar with Deadpool, one of the famous Marvel characters. And Deadpool number 40 reveals the magic of gracking. <laughs> it's, like, it's like based oh, on man. fracking, I'm like, but it's gamma radiation because, you know, it's a comic book, so they got to throw in something. Can we stop the show so I can read this? Or, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, look at all these pictures? Yeah. Well, I can read the story while you take a look at some of the pictures. <laughs> just, <laughs> so, yeah, Marvel Comics. Oh, my goodness. You may have noticed they made some, uh, some famous movies I have to read. I can just lately. look at the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Cha-ching. The pictures are great. I wish we could broadcast them over the radio. But yeah, I mean, Marvel's really popular. TV. Yeah. <laughs> just like if we could somehow broadcast TV to you over the radio, we would. Uh, yeah, so Marvel's been really popular in the movies lately, and it's been a, always been a popular comic book uh, company. But they, the popular Deadpool comic book character, uh, this entire issue is devoted to a spoof of fracking. Like, they call it gracking because it has gamma radiation, like a lot of things in comic books. But it's it's... Basically, all the details are based on the true s- story of fracking. Like, there's, it even has a diagram where it shows them injecting into the ground and drilling sideways. And because it's a comic book, they add funny things like the mole men are down there somewhere and uh, all that. <laughs> but it's really an interesting so way. Th- so basically, they're educating, but they're making it funny. Yeah, they're educating, but making it funny. Like, Wait, I seem to remember a news channel that does that. Wait, that's called Comedy Central. Yeah, Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, you know, comic books are usually kind of, ap- you know, try to be apolitical. Like, they have political implications. By mistake. By yeah. mistake, you, you know, because everything is political, you know. Oh, you, if they stay modern, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so this, they've gone out on a limb, and they have... Uh, out get, on a limb? They went under the ground. Yeah, they went under the ground, yeah. <laughs> That's even harder. Yeah, and so Deadpool is kind of a mercenary character, so the company hires him to promote fracking, <laughs> or gracking, I should say. <laughs> Just like, yeah. oh, that's great. I'm going to have to yeah. uh, read, read that. Yeah. yeah, and there's a great line in there where they're talking about the chemical cocktail they're about to inject into the Earth, and so Deadpool says, you know, uh, hey, Mother Earth, it's ladies' night. <laughs> Here's your chemical cocktail. Ooh. You know, it's, it's a funny line. Snap. That's not funny. Well, I mean, it's funny. Cause it's sad, you know. It's funny spoof, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... So, yeah. You can get it at local comic book stores or online if you do search for Marvel and Deadpool. Yeah, and I mean, they, I'm pretty sure it was bought locally at Castle Perilous. Yeah, so I'm not positive. So it says bonus digital edition. Yeah. So, that's cool. I never knew that comics were digital also. Yeah. They're living in the future. They've gone digital. <laughs> the Where future. fracking is a bad word. The yeah. future. Yeah. <laughs> Talks seek new global warming goal. Yeah. They want to warm the globe? <laughs> they have a goal for warming the globe? Oh, yeah. For five years, the United Nations climate negotiators and onlookers have been focused on one big-ticket objection. Preventing the heating up of the planet by more than 2 degrees Celsius, or 3.6 Fahrenheit. That's a convoluted goal, though. Not all the extra energy that's trapped on Earth by greenhouse gases manifests itself as warmth at the surface. Most of it actually heats up the oceans. If current trends continue, scientists say we will blow past the 2 degree target within a few decades. But the modeling required to make that projection produces substantial uncertainty. 
So now the good news is, oh, here's a quote from a professor. The good news in this discussion is that negotiators are talking about goals framed in terms that policymakers can actually control. I think the negotiation should start looking at baskets of goals. Yeah. Basket. Oh, baskets. now it's end quote. Baskets and baskets and oodles and oodles and poodles and. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like this idea because I mean, I think that may be part of the problem. Like, I think the two percent, not two percent, the two degree Celsius goal makes a certain amount of sense, but it's very abstract. You know, like if you tell your country, "Don't hit two per- two degrees Celsius," it's like. That's, yeah, they're like, well, that's what does that mean? That, that's like, the rest of the world. That doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't me. affect me. But if you have other goals, like you know, reduce our fossil fuel use to very little by 2050, then that's that's a concrete goal that policymakers can work towards. I mean, it's technically and economically possible to have and reduce our fossil fuel usage if we have solid goals, right? Yeah. But nobody really wants to have solid goals because they don't see the reason because they're looking at the world instead of just locally yeah but now they're looking local because it's starting to affect people locally yeah so then they want to know what to do locally and a concrete goal can help clarify that yeah now it's unlikely the new goal would replace the two degree one they'd probably still try to have that be an overall global goal but instead it would act as a complement that's temperature-based objective which policymakers and lawmakers have grappled with since its adoption during Copenhagen 2009. So like an example of a goal would be require the hasty end of the growth in the amount of greenhouse gas pollutions that added each year to the atmosphere. Yeah. This would actually resemble a pledge made recently by China to peak its annual pollution level by 2030. So basically not produce more yeah. at, from that year from then on go down. So, yeah. So, I mean, people are doing goals like trying to do a certain percentage of renewable energy or, you know, reduce their uh, pollution output because, you know, pollution equals waste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And waste is dollars lost. And so any business model would try to reduce their waste stream because it makes money. Yeah. I mean, um, an example is Walmart, you know, they have their own trucks, and they required all the trucks, when they pull into the place to unload, they have to sit there for, like, hours sometimes before they can back up and actually unload. Yeah. That they were required to shut their vehicles off immediately, as soon as they (laughs) parked, until they were ready to back in there. Yeah. Because sometimes they'd be there three or four hours just idling. Yeah, and idling, you know, even briefly just is a waste of energy. And, oh, I mean, the thing is, is Walmart saved, you know, millions of dollars on fuel by doing that simple thing. Yeah. Just like, you know, once you enter our lot, you're required to quit doing, you know, quit polluting. Yeah. So. Apple to power new headquarters with solar energy. I don't know why this stuff is like news. It should just be like everybody is doing it, right? Yeah, it should be common sense, you know, use solar energy, but it's taking time. Well, I mean, this is big news. Why? It's a 2,900-acre solar farm. Wow, that's a lot of solar. Okay. So that's news. So Apple's new headquarters is more than 2,900 acres. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, if you count the solar, it's... it's <laughs> 
So, yep, it's approved for construction last month. So, yeah, and they committed eight hundred forty-eight million dollars to the project. Uh, that was approved for construction, so they're putting their money where their mouth is. And they've got a good quote here, too. Quote, we know at, at Apple that climate change is real. Uh, CEO Tim Cook said at the recent conference, uh, the time for talk is past and the time for action is now. Now, I mean, I call BS on that because <laughs> they're really doing it because it'll save them a bunch of money. Yeah, it's really, I mean, <laughs> just like it saves <laughs> money and they can kind of use it to green up their image, which honestly they need because they're still doing some dirty stuff elsewhere. Right. Like making, I've got this app that's called Phone Story. It's it's not available on the App Store for Apple because they banned <laughs> it's it. It's about <laughs> Apple. Yeah, but it's on Android. But it's about, it's like a couple of little mini games where you play and it shows you the process of a phone being made and sold. And it's kind of depressing because it shows all the negative aspects of it. But it's also, I install it on every device because it reminds me that this device has a cost to it. Uh-huh. So then I, I try not to waste it. I try not to, you know, I try to make amends. <laughs> It's a phone story app. So here's actually a quote from um, Gary Cook, which is the group's senior IT analyst. Quote, Apple still has a lot of work to do to reduce its environmental footprint, but other Fortune 500 CEOs would be well served to make a study of Tim Cook, whose action shows that he intends to take Apple full speed ahead toward renewable energy with the urgency that our climate crisis demands, yeah. end quote. I mean, at least it's improvement, you know, switching to solar, and a company that big doing it can convince others to do it as well. So, it just seems like they could reduce their energy use, so it wouldn't take 2,900 <laughs> acres yeah. to power their headquarters. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> they need to learn the, the first lesson of conserve and energy efficiency, too. Yeah, it's like reduce, reuse, recycle. And then put renewable energy. Yeah. <laughs> <Just like>. <laughs> <laughs> Today is blame someone else day. Who should we blame? I could blame everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, it's all your fault. <laughs> but it's also get a different name day. Yeah. So, so somebody we can blame you. you and then you can change your name because you feel so guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. So Saturday is National Organ Donor Day. Um, I guess it's, you know, if it's you Valentine's want, Day. So Valentine's if you want to really give a gift. You give a gift of your heart to somebody. <laughs> well, you'd pro probably want to first give something that you can spare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could donate a, a kidney while you're alive or something. But right. if you fill out your donor card, you can give your heart when you pass away. That's a good idea. And somebody else will live because of it. Sunday is National Gumdrop Day and Signals Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monday is do a grouch your favor day. Yeah. All that chocolate over the weekend, <laughs> get chocolate withdrawals on Monday, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday is random act of kindness day. That should be every day. Yeah. That's, that would be hard to accomplish, though. Yeah. Thursday At least once a week. <laughs> is National Chocolate Mint Day. Ooh. And Chinese New Year's. Yeah. So. Some good times. Remember, February is canned food month. So, I mean, people forget about all the people who need food. Yeah. You know, that's for the holidays, and they get desperate about right now. Yeah, and that's a way of showing love, too. You know, giving someone food when they need food. That's a good way to celebrate Valentine's Day. I think the best thing you said food. <laughs> for me, the best present is go to the farmer's market and <laughs> get some good fresh greens. Yeah. Self love, self love. Self love, yeah. You know. 
I could love someone else and give them some greens too, but yeah. Farmers Market Saturday till noon at the Carbondale Community High School. Yeah, and show some love for your local farmers too. <laughs> oh yeah, they they need love too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I wonder what we could bring them. Yeah, the farmers are usually giving out stuff. Here you could bring something to give back to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be nice. Also coming up this weekend, there's a talk, the philosophy of love. It's coming up on Sunday. Uh, at uh, 12.15 at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. Uh, it's Philip Brewer. He's a Ph.D. student in SIUC philosophy department. Uh, he'll clarify the dramatic difference between Greek conception of love and Christian conception of love. And he will also talk about, uh, uh, where is it, further down here. He, he wants to use it about letting a Christian concept of love animate radical anarchist politics. <laughs> so that sounds like a really interesting Whoa. combination. <laughs> Is that possible? Uh, I guess. I so. guess we have to go there and find yeah, out. Yeah, that's the Unitarian Fellowship uh, on Sunday. Tuesday, Transpoetic Playground. Transpoetic Playground is meeting at Guy House on the first and third Tuesdays. Guy House invites all to share some poetry or simply enjoy the performances. It's kind of nice in the winter because it's all arranged around a nice little fireplace. Yeah, so warm and cozy. Um, there is a meditation event until 8 p.m., so if you plan to come before 8, please to do the upstairs. Yeah, but or be quiet on your way in. <laughs> right. So it does start at 8 o'clock, but you know if you come earlier, be quiet because people are meditating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bring some snacks for the potluck. I mean, it's usually food also. Yeah. So it's a good time sharing poetry food also coming up it's the association of professional energy consultants apec they're having a february meeting about led lighting well that's next friday it's not this friday but next friday so should we tell everybody about all the stuff that's happening next friday yeah we could give them like mark your calendars especially a couple of them might uh take some advanced planning so yeah that one's coming up next friday in uh collinsville and you can find them at apec-online.org, talking about LED lighting. Um, next Friday is the John A. Logan Literacy Program, the annual trivia night fundraiser. Yeah. So mark your calendar for the 20th. Yeah, and also on the 20th, it's Cousin Annie's Presents, Bill Staines, uh, next, not this Friday, but next Friday, at the Yellow Moon Cafe in Cobden. It's a good time there. And also coming up... We wanted to talk about this one early, so you got it on your calendar for next week. It's the annual seed swap. It's going to be happening at the Carbondale Community Farmers Market, not this weekend, but next weekend. The seed swap is free for all. Bring seeds, take seeds. Plants are also welcome. Uh, they don't want GMO plants there. Everything's free. What? <laughs> they're not open and loving for everything? <laughs> I guess they're not open and loving to the GMOs. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, even if you have nothing, you can come, and there'll probably be someone there with some extra for you. But bring everything you can share, and just like the plants give, they will give to you. Um, it's not on our calendar, but tonight, it's it, this week is International Culture. Oh yeah, it, it, I missed it on the calendar here, yeah. didn't I? <laughs> um, well, I th we announced it last week. Yeah, but so it slipped my tonight mind. Tonight at seven o'clock at the ballroom it's the international culture show and so sh literally anything and everything it's amateurs mm -hmm. you know dancing singing telling stories showing pictures you know sometimes there's a fashion show you know literally i have no idea 
but every year it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's like you want to learn and have fun things from all over the world. Yeah, performances from around the world right here in Southern Illinois. <laughs> and it just takes over the whole um, university ballroom at the student center. Yeah. So um, anything else you want to talk about or I'll mention another Valentine's Day idea here. Yeah, well, I'll mention this one quick for we'll have more info on it later. It's the bowling for kids' sake. It's coming up on... Uh, a couple weekends from now, at February 28th, and they're doing it at SI Bowl. It's a fundraiser for the Big Brothers Big Sisters. I really like this idea for a Valentine's Day. Remember that not everybody's idea of romance is the same. Your Valentine might find it in acts of service. You know, taking the day off and cleaning the house or, you know, cooking a meal or going volunteering for an organization together. Um, the main thing, though, is to try to keep things as simple as possible. You want to de-stress the holiday, not stress it up. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, and then from the sex columnists, don't drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you probably, if you're here in Carbondale, as you probably noticed during Polar Bear, if you drink too much, <laughs> bad things can happen. It's like... But yeah, that's like, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of wine will make you sleepy and not in the mood for having fun. Yeah, so. and so I think I did find that song we mentioned earlier. It's the David Rovix uh, "Kiss by in the Barricades." Oh yeah, love. Yeah, so if if it cues up properly, I will, I can send us out with that one. Sounds good. <laughs> yes, but I uh, hope we hope this was an exciting and informative episode of your community spirit episode. <laughs> episode. We're having episodes. <laughs> and if you would like to receive. Um, our newsletter, please send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. And nowadays you can send money via email too, so you can do that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can send it to WDBX, you know. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see you next week on the radio. Hope you have a good Valentine's Day and a good, uh, what was the day, single appreciation day. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you have a good weekend regardless. When the world has gone crazy and it's all becoming clear when they're gunning down our comrades and it seems the end is near as they're loading up the launchers for the tear gas grenades we can take off our bandanas and kiss behind the barricades when it's madness all around and you can see this at a glance we will sing and we will cry we will laugh and we will dance as they shout their marching orders beneath the helicopter blades. We shall seize the moment for a kiss behind the barricades. They will try to break our spirit and at times they may succeed, but our love for the world is stronger than their greed. When the building is surrounded and hope begins to fade in my final hour a kiss behind the barricades as the movement grows there will be hills and bends but at the center of the struggle are your lovers and your friends and the more we hold each other up the less we can be swayed here's to love and solidarity and a kiss behind the barricade.